to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Sylvan. Alongside me, you'll hear from Joe Arcos, Sarah Fennell, and Barrett Ozef. Each episode, you'll have a combination of us sharing our 70-plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to help you expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. Welcome back to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast. I'm Ken and I have Sarah Fennell with us here again today. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi, Ken. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, you know, we... Um... It's, it's interesting when we chat about holistic health and, you know, different protocols and different things to do. And I find holistic health can be a, a bit of a confusing topic um, with just because of the interconnectedness of the body. Um, but there's so many protocols that we can put into place that actually help people alleviate numerous different symptoms. Yeah, there's, a, there's that's the exciting thing is there are so many different ways to navigate. And I remember always thinking there's a million ways to get to Young and Shepherd. You know, young and blur, there's so many different ways to get there. And that's the fun thing about and the confusing part that can be about nutrition. We're hopefully here today to shed some light on that and guide people on some, I guess, a better GPS way of getting to young and blur, right? So yes, yeah. Um, and I think it's it's just bringing more awareness, especially to to symptoms and or we can say pain points that people are having within their body. Um, cause much like, you know, if someone's knee is hurting, it might not be a knee issue. If someone has a headache, it, it most likely is not a head issue. Um, and, and that, that's the, that's the main thing about understanding holistic health of how as a symptom shows up or multiple symptoms show up, sometimes pe- people get very confused on exactly what is happening. Yeah. And backtracking. And I, I remember looking at all my children, I have three, like I have like Moses, like I have 4,000, but three children. and. They all have the same issues I have with food and reactions, but how they showed them was different. So one daughter had eczema and a little bit of worrying anxiety and, you know, and bloating. That's the one we focused on. But the other two had acne, painful periods, um, you know, snoring at an early age, can't fall asleep, joint issues, cysts. So they all, when I tested them, they all had the same kind of issues, but then they showed them different ways. So if you don't know where to look, you can miss a lot of things and go, I guess I'm okay. Or nothing's going on when really your body's like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we teach in the transformation mentorship of part of the assessment phase is doing a really good digestive intake. Um, cause so many issues stem from breakdown in the gut, um, fixing the gut, alleviating the gut, taking some things out for a short amount of time, um, can clear up a lot of different symptoms. And so why does the gut, show symptoms all over the body? Well, I think you said this on one of the podcasts we were on a little bit ago, we filmed together and he said, well, when development, intestinal area is developed first and then everything outshoots from there, all the organs are created off of that. So I think a lot of times that's the core, that's the center of where the issues come from, you know, or what the body recognizes an issue. It starts there, right? That's the originator. So almost like say the second brain, we could say it's the first brain for all we know, right? So Yes. Yeah. And, and when it comes to various different symptoms showing up in the body and random different symptoms, you know, looking at the gut uh, is so important to focus on first, but sometimes it's confusing on 
what to do. You know, do I put something in? Do I take something out? Do I do a protocol? Do I start a supplement? Um, it can kind of just be this abyss of so many different things that you can do. Uh, and this, in this conversation, we want to chat about meat. Um, it's uh, positive and negative effects on the gut and, you know, doing something what we call is a green day. And so, you know, who should do a green day? What is a green day? Um, and when, and how do you bring meat back into the diet? And so if someone's looking to take meat out of the diet or that you would recommend taking meat out and doing a green day, what's a, what type of symptoms would you see popping up in the body or on the body? Um, for people like that, they would definitely be having sluggish bowels, you know, and sluggish bowels, meaning like I have, haven't been going most of my life or at least in the last four to five years. So not like, ah, it's been a month. That's different. This is someone who's, it's been this way for a while. It's chronic. So that's number one. Someone also may have, you know, a lot of cycle and period issues a lot. And I don't just mean like, yeah, I have a little bit of cramps. I mean, like I can't go to work. I can't go to school. They want to put on birth control or if they're elderly or not with elderly, but older, they want to do a hysterectomy or something like that. It's like, that's a serious issue. And then skin issues, skin issues are also, you know, I have acne or eczema at a very high level, not like one or two, the odd time, but like cystic, I don't like it, you know, or like chronic uh, psoriasis, things like that. I like those. Those are three ones where I'm like, okay, we really need to give the body a break uh, at least one day a week. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I think understanding holistic health and living a, a holistic lifestyle, it's not about fitting yourself into a container of eating. Like I'm a vegetarian or I'm paleo. Um, all of those styles of eating can be beneficial when the body actually needs it. And so learning to be fluid with what is, what is our body telling us? Like, what are those signs? What are those symptoms? And how can we look to use different protocols in order to alleviate them and get back to optimal health? I think that's one of the biggest things that TM is different for, you know, is that we look at what's best for the client, not our mindset must be the clients. So we aren't carnivores. We aren't omnivores. We aren't vegans. We are, what do you need when? And like you said, and that's what makes people successful. It's like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, like I've been vegan for years and I watched myself get better. And then I watched insulin go out of control, estrogen go out of control after about six months. And I was like, oh, I guess this isn't working great. It did what it needed to do, and now I need to move on. And that was my first eye of like, okay, got to keep changing this. It can't be just staying on one way. Yeah. Um, similar for me as well. I had a lot of uh, food intolerances, food sensitivities, to the point where it came down to meat. Um, intolerant to beef, chicken, um, pork, which I barely eat any of. Um, so having to take out all animal protein, fish was the only thing that could be kept in. Um, but I decided to take out all meat for, I think, six to eight months. And it really, really helped my gut. Uh, but then I got to the point where I was feeling weak. Um, I was losing muscle from my body uh, and just, I started craving, like I started craving chicken. Um, and I, that's why I say like, we can't put ourselves into these boxes, but like, what am I feeling right now? Or what is happening in the body? And, and how can I learn to use different things? Um, and so meat, um, what are the positives of meat, Ken? Like why, why do you, do you primarily recommend a meat-based diet? Uh, you know, it's, it's <clears throat> nutrients. A lot of the nutrients we don't think about, um, meat is a huge part of, like I said, the first, the first 30 grams of protein that a quality protein, I'm going to talk about that, but helps with detoxification. You know, people don't think about that. You know, the other 30 or the next 30 is you're building your immunity. So I think our immune system rides on quality protein. Um, and that's a huge part of our life right now. 
regulating insulin. One of the other big issues in our world is insulin is a huge issue with people, you know, not being able to regulate it. So I find having quality protein in your life, again, keeps people under control, keeps insulin under control. And while insulin has positives, it's a hormone that ages us. It's the one that puts on body fat. So we do want to keep this beast under control and having quality protein, I think, is another thing that helps with people uh, do that. So those are some of the biggest things that has, uh, we don't think about me as a detoxifying help. We never think about that, but it is, right? So that's one of the biggest, I think it's the three biggest reasons I like to have meat uh, in with people who can handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I like that you mentioned quality meat there because uh, there's a big difference between really good quality meat and you know poor quality meat, which can do even more damage uh, to the gut, which you know I believe a lot of people with their gut damage comes from low quality foods in general causing that irritation, um, hormones, antibiotics, um, pesticides, herbicides, you know, in, um, in, in, uh, farm products, but you know, meat, uh, I remember it was funny. I think I was in grade six, maybe it was grade five. And my teacher, Mr. Perron, I still remember him. I actually found him on Facebook a couple of years ago. <laughs> he was a vegan and he showed us a video. I was what, 10, maybe 12, um, of what happens when an animal goes into a, a slaughterhouse. And that whole, anyway, he got in big trouble. I came home from school. I didn't touch meat for like six months. Uh, but really having that eye opening to these massive manufacturing um, companies of, of just meat and, and what goes on inside of those, you look at, it's not just what is put into the animals that's growing, but what type of an environment was it living in? Was it living in bacteria? Um, you know, was it able to even stand? Like, did it have room to go out and get sun, like proper nutrients, like water? And then was it in a fight or flight scared uh, type of emotion when it's about to be killed in these slaughterhouses? Like all of that, at least a releasing adrenaline into the meat, all of that has an effect on us. And I think far too many times we don't think back in this process of what got to what's on your table. That's, and that's massive, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Joe is just out hunting and that's, you know, something I'm aspiring to do. Hopefully I'll get it done next year. And that's part of the reason it's like, okay, well, let me visit the animal in its best state, you know, take what I need and not an ounce more, you know, and that those animals are probably in a better place doing different things. You know, and you're absolutely right. When you look at it that way, I remember switching saying, you know, I'm going to take red meat out. It's a different point in my life. And I wasn't having great organic meat or nothing. I don't even think we talked about organic meat back then, but I just didn't want to have red meat. I was having chicken. I was having fish. And I said, hey, body odor changed. That's kind of interesting. I'm like, oh, I guess red meat does that. But it was a quality of meat because when I went back and started having, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished meats, not just grass-fed, but grass-finished beef, you know, pasture-raised chicken, different things, I was like, hey, body odor never came back. That's interesting. So it's something in the meat that was doing it, not the meat itself. And that's where a lot of us get in this place where we think, let's pull it out. That's the issue where it's maybe, as you said, it's quality. Yes. Yeah. And, and really having that awareness of your body of what happens or or what doesn't happen. Um, when you don't, when you don't tie together the benefits of eating higher quality food, you'll only look at it from a dollar perspective. That's bang on always. Right. I mean, no one wants to spend more money than they actually have to. And so am I going to pay $20 for this chicken or am I going to pay $10 for it? If you don't understand the cascade of effects that it can happen in the body and it's not right away, it's chronic. It's years and decades of eating these low quality meats that 
end up doing all this damage, not just to the gut, but to the rest of the body. And sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, that's because most of our world and stars don't rock you know, organic meat on their, you know, they're on their TikTok or on their reels. They're, they're talking about the cars, the purses, the shoes, the jackets. So we spend high quality funds on those, uh, but not on the things that drive the body. If stars started saying, Hey, you know, and their, their, their bling was a certain kind of meat or an organic vegetable, maybe we change our minds. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said there about hunting as well. I love uh, it's fall right now in this time of year. We got partridge in our freezer. We got rabbit. Um, there's uh, venison. There's moose um, and all those really good quality meats. Um, you know, even back a couple months ago, Joe was out rabbit hunting and I was with him. We caught a rabbit, skinned it, um, like looked at its heart. And it, there's something very primal about catching your own food and appreciating. And when we cook the rabbit or anything, like we eat every piece of it. Whereas how many times are we wasteful with uh, our meat or we let it go bad in the fridge? Um, we live in such a, we live in a society that's just so high consumption, but of like quality shit food, pardon my language. No, 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 I mean, that's, that's bang on. You know, it, I remember hearing some of the stories having to catch your food. It's like, wow. It's like, I want to appreciate this. What I had to go through with the animal gave me everything else it's a huge and a very different process. We could talk about this for hours, but that's why for me, it's something that I want to do even so my children can start to understand that, you know, cause they've grown up in a, a place where it's like, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. So I want them to understand. And for me, I want me to respect what I'm doing more uh, and make it a little bit harder for me yeah. to, to eat what I'm eating. I, I, I want that. I, I don't know why. But I do. there, there's something very, um, satisfying and a sense of pride when you actually take full responsibility for your body and your health. Um, I, I truly believe, and, and I know that disease does not have to be present. We do not have to die, decline from a vitality perspective as we get older. It has to do with like, what are you feeding that body? Because so many of these chronic illnesses, and I know a lot of our shows about fat loss, but really we're talking about health. You know, if you want to be full vitality when you're older, you don't want to have diseases, arthritis, osteoporosis, you know, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all that stuff that really riddles someone when they're in their older age and doesn't even have the strength or the knowledge or the time to learn about their body. You end up living such a lower quality of life. And I mean, I'm only in my thirties and I want to feel amazing in my forties, in my fifties, in my sixties. Um, and, but it starts now, like it starts so far, um, back down the line. I think that delayed gratification is something else in our society that um, is really hard, especially because of, of the TikToks and all these like instant gratifications. Um, you know, what I eat today is going to affect how I feel tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And when we can start t- like putting those breadcrumbs together, then we're making better decisions. Yeah, you're, you know, you're right. It's our, that's one of the biggest roles we have is, is doing that, educating people, that's why we're helping, you know, more coaches so they can go out and go, hey, you know what? This is why you're feeling like this. And that's once people get that, I've really seen anyone not want to hold on to that and go, wow, I'm, I'm going to teach my kids that now. I can teach my uncle that, my cousin, my brother, my sister. And that's that huge impact that we want to have. It's like once people start knowing that, it's it's massive. It's powerful. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we do what we do now. Right, Ken? And, and you know, the trainers like you have a very, a very well run, profitable business. And, you know, I was in the health and fitness industry for so long. And if we can teach other trainers how to do this, that ripple effect of just creating a healthier society as opposed to a more sick, depressed, overweight um, type of society. 
And so meat has a lot of positives. Like it's in our diet for a reason. It's been in our diet, you know, since we were hunters and gatherers, uh, what are the negative thing, negative things that can start to happen or break down in the body aside from just the, the symptoms that pop up, but what happens in the gut if the gut can't handle that? That's where the issue starts. It's like traffic. And I always like to paint the picture for people. If I just paved the road uh, and you drove a nice shiny tank over it, it's still a tank and it's still hard on that road, even though it's new and it's crisp and it's delicious looking. That's meat sometimes when the gut is damaged and not functioning properly, pushing that traffic through, it makes it very hard. And it starts with digestion. If I can't digest it well, then I don't break it down well. And I got to push it through the gut. And if I'm already damaged, I can't do that. So now I, I have to do the next best thing, which is reduce some of that until I can get better so I can handle it. Yeah, you even look at the way the digestive system breaks down the various different macro, macronutrients, carbs, fat, fats, and proteins. Um, carbs digest a lot easier than proteins do. Um, fats are a little more hard, but it's, it's really got that bile. If, if the gallbladder and liver are working fine, um, but meat, a lot of it has to do within the gut, um, that hydrochloric acid, a lot of people have really low HCL. Um, and then you need those digestive en enzymes working, you know, pepsin really breaks down meat. And if our digestive system is not firing properly, then we're not breaking down that meat. And what happens Ken, when meat is not fully broken down in the gut, yeah, then it kind of rots and stumbles its way through growing, you know, fungus mold, other things possibly, and just creating a, a really damp mucousy environment, an environment that isn't great for health absorption of nutrients, you know, great bowel movements, anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Consider, um, leaving a piece of meat out in a really damp, um, wet, dark, moist environment. Like that's not good. I don't want that sitting on my kitchen counter or in my basement or in my garage. I don't want that sitting in my body. Um, yeah. And I think if we can think about it like that, we're like, okay, so I really need to make sure my gut is working well. I need to make sure that there's symptoms not popping up uh, because perhaps we need to take meat out. Uh, and so a green day, that's what we want to chat about here is um, a green day, which is the process of taking out meat. And so, you know, why, why do we do a green day? And that's, a, it starts off to just give the body a break. That's really the biggest reason I want to give the digestive system just a break from traffic uh, and have an easier time moving things through. Because remember, we're trying to build a road, repair a road, and then drive on it at the same time. Usually when you're paving a road, what there's signs, you can't come on here, you know, so we need to do the same thing. So, but we still need calories for some of us. You know, we're not going to get into fasting today, but at least if we can have a green day for someone that has a lot of like trauma, it's a great time to do that. Yeah. Giving the body a break. Um, it's also assisting the bowels and moving for a lot of people, not everyone, but for a lot of people, green days will allow the bowels to move easier and push old things through mm -hmm. that can handle breaking it down, or at least the fibers from it will help push everything through and get the bowels flowing again. It'll catch up on old work, I call it. Gotcha. And so if someone's listening going, well, if I take meat out, like what am I eating? What does uh what does a day look like that for like that generally? And disclaimer for sure, this is not a day, unless you're experienced it, I wouldn't go run the Boston Marathon today. <laughs> I I wouldn't it's go a, do hit it's training a healing day. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do a hit training day on this one. I power lifted on on days like this and I felt fine because I had high rest periods. Um, I wasn't going to like extreme lactate fatigue, you know what I mean? I wasn't perspiring a lot. So I wasn't burning a lot of calories, 
but this is a lower calorie day. You know, you're going to feel like that. So I remind people to not have a busy day schedule running around all that and don't miss meals on this day. If you can't do that, don't do it then. Um, so a day like this would, would start off. I like people to uh, have some sort of liquid in the morning. So whether they're going to have celery juice in the morning, you know, six to eight ounces, where they're going to blend things like lemon, cucumber, um, you know, maybe half of a quarter of a green apple, you know, uh, a carrot maybe, and then blend that up, juice it, strain it, drink that. And that's their first meal. Just kind of get things moving. I'm getting cellular energy now. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing people know is, hey, I had a lot of weird kind of buzzing energy, but it wasn't like my coffee. So I start off with a drink, then uh, their snack may be some sort of raw vegetable that they have, you know, or if they need to cook it based on their digestion, I give them that option to saute, cook if they need to, raw if they need to, variety of vegetables. I just try to stay away from things like tomatoes and eggplant because they're nightshades and they're a little bit more inflammatory, but beyond that, use that spectrum. Uh, lunch, I like people to, there's two different forks in the road they can have you know, stir fries, you know, if someone's really insulin sensitive, they may have a little bit of rice in there or quinoa with that stir fry, you know, they can have aminos with it as well, you know, to, which still gives some protein in there and keeps insulin under control. Or if someone's more like, I need more energy, they may want more fruits. They could do a smoothie and just like things like dragon fruit, you know, they could do papaya, you know, blueberries, uh, celery, and, and really blend that up and drink that smoothie. That's a very a nice smoothie for them to have at lunch. Afternoon, again, is going to be raw or cooked veggies, maybe another juice drink. Uh, and then dinner, I usually will give someone protein then. So even though it's like a green day, most people I'm going to slide in a little bit of protein, you know, three to four ounces at dinner. But I try to keep fats out. You know, so there's no nuts or seeds in there. So I'm going to have something that's a little bit, you know, more plain. It may be chicken, Cornish hen, uh, you know, a white fish, something along those lines. Uh, then I'll give them carbs again at dinner. It could be rice, quinoa, sweet potato, whatever they want, and then vegetables again. So at dinner, I try to give them that because most people by the end of the day, it's it's not easy. So and, and these are clients that aren't doing it like over seven days or doing it once in a while. So that's like a typical day I'd like to throw it to someone. So yeah, I love that you started off talking about cellular energy, uh, and I you know there's a saying that always goes around that we are overfed and undernourished because we're eating a lot of food, but it's lacking so many of those micronutrients that we need, the vitamins, minerals, uh, trace minerals, that type of thing. And so when you have all this like fresh food coming through and it's blended or, or smoothied, it, it's bioavailable right away. The gut doesn't have to work so much. Um, I, I have definitely felt boosts in energy and felt so much better and lighter after these days. Uh, yeah, it's just that lightness. Like sometimes we don't realize how, if it's chronic, how heavy our guts will feel, even if we're not overweight. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah, I've, had, I've had a lot of clients say that they're, uh, when they had these days, they actually felt better because not because they had more calories, just because they weren't weighed down. Like you said. Yes. Yeah. And especially if the gut is strained and it's going to overwork, the gut requires a lot of energy to fire up, which is why if you have a huge meal, that's why you're tired after the, the gut's got to fire up and, and uh, digest and assimilate and absorb all of that. Um, so by giving it a rest, and I love that this is just one day as well. It's not a huge protocol. I think it's it's doable for everyone if they uh, plan properly um, and it's not daunting. And that's why like all these, you know, little holistic tips and protocols that we give, it's not, you know, you're not going on a 21 day, um, no meat, you know, liquid only diet, which usually becomes so un, um, unrealistic for people. For sure. Yeah. You'd, one day is doable because it's like, okay, 
I can set aside time for myself. And this is the day people go, like, what did you do that day? They go, you know what? I read more. I sat, I reflected, I moved, I walked, I did yoga. I find they get back to their body a little bit more on these days as well, without me telling them that they need to, or without us telling them that they need to. So it's a more reflective day. Um, their mind's quieter. They go, my mind is quieter that day. Is that weird? I was calmer. And I was like, these are all things that come with that kind of day. Um, Cause you're, you know, all the blood isn't like forced into your stomach kind of going there. You actually have more ability to think and do things. Most people are saying, and this is just from feedback, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I think there's also power in I'm committing this day for my gut health. And so, and because you can't work out and because it shouldn't be a busy day, you're actually allowing yourself, okay, I'm going to rest today. I'm going to focus on healing. I'm going to get into rest and digest so my body can actually heal. And there's intention with that. And, you know, I think a lot of people are lacking that intention of, of healing every day. Um, and so when you can give them that one day to focus on that, you, you hope that there would be that trickle effect to, hey, like I felt really good by giving myself space, by doing yoga, by reading, by maybe just being and not doing anything. Um, you know, you hope that they take some of those habits moving forward. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to tell a lot of people to slow down. So this is a, a roundabout way to go, I want you to slow down a little bit. Yeah. So I'll do it this way. And this, you'll go, okay, well, it's for food stuff. I'll do it. I'll settle down. I don't want to be tired. And then they'll relax a little bit versus saying, hey, can you just like settle down and do some yoga on Saturday? They'll be like, most, some people will be like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I mm. want to keep going. Mm-hmm. So it's like you said, it's a great way of that happening. So, yeah. Um, is there anything that can go wrong um, with green days or things to look out for? Yeah. Cause there are people that when they can't handle the amounts and the amounts is something I want to talk about. When we give suggestions, I let people know they can flow either way. There's two rules. Number one, you sh- if you feel like you need to eat more, do so. This is not a, you must only eat this much. And the same thing, if you feel like, oh my gosh, this is bloaty, gassy for me, reduce it. So don't be afraid. Everyone's different and your days are different. So because some people can't handle all the fruits and the fibers and all these concentrations to get their stomachs like, oh, I just can't handle it. You know, so someone that may have... Um, certain kinds of bacteria in their small intestine. They may just feel like so gassy and bloated. So I'm like, you know what, pull the fruits back. You may have to cook some of your veggies then, you know, make the amount smaller. Uh, all these things are okay. So those where I say, when in doubt, pull back, have less, you know, pull things out, you know, uh, and listen to how your body feels. Hey, I had that smoothie, Ken. I felt horrible for the next three hours. Okay, so next time we're going to change those fruits out. We're going to try different things and see how you feel, you know, or, or I was so hungry, I just I was like gonna like like go crazy. Well, increase the volume, then next time bigger salad, more variety, you know. So we're gonna have to listen. We may not get it right the first time, but your body's like you know, adapting. And sometimes not feeling amazing all the time doesn't mean things are wrong. It's just information. So as long as clients go into it or, or your 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 clients go into it like, okay, it's information, it's not good or bad, you don't have to panic, just listen and, and then make adjustments, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, if any trainer or nutritionist is listening here and you're thinking about recommending it for a client, I highly recommend doing it on yourself first. And even a couple of times, like uh, it's always a different experience depending on like where the state of your body is at. Yeah. Yeah. You got to try it a couple of times, go through it. Uh, bowels can be different. Some people go, they'll panic. Oh my gosh, I had loose stools like all day. And like, you know, it was like, that's okay. You know, like maybe you had stuff bunged up in your liver that had to get out and it's not going to come out all perfect and solid. So that's Okay. Uh, listen to it and see, right? So 
It's also a nice day because some of your supplements will reduce. You're not going to be having to take stomach acid or a betaine, betaine HCL or anything like that. You just you may just stick with not even a fish oil. You may just take your multi that day and that's it. You made your aminos. That's it. You may, you know, like, so those are cool things for some people. They notice, yeah, I didn't take as many supplements. And even their mind was quieter enough to think about taking protocols and they loved it. So uh, most people end up looking forward to the day over time as much as they think, oh, end up looking forward to some aspect of that day. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about the gut and the intestinal lining a lot. Um, the liver's role in all of this. So what's the liver's role in uh, breaking down meat? Um, and then why, what does the liver get out of this? I think a lot of times the, the liver's role in this is more, obviously it's helping the gallbladder with bile and things like that. But I think it's also the, the things that come out of meat sometimes is hard on the liver. That's when you talk about quality of meat. So we're not having quality meat. The liver's like, oh, great. I got to pull that out. I got to take that toxin out. I got to store him over there. It's a lot of work again. I got more work to do. And I don't want more work. There's no, oh, great. Now there's hormones in here. I don't know what that is. Okay, let me put that away. So that's the traffic on the, that the liver really has to work on is that and if, if cattle is fattened up in ways are like using corn and other things, and not just from feeding and you know living vitality, why is it okay? Now I got to, I don't know what this chemical is that made it fattier. Okay, gallbladder, do twice as much work. I don't know. So that's where that liver has a break of pulling and managing all these hormones and chemicals in the meat. So yeah, but quality matters, like you said. Yeah. I love the liver. Like, can I really think we should do an episode just talking about the liver? It's, it's my favorite organ, which might sound weird, but it does so much cool stuff and we treat it so horribly. I know I have, <laughs> I know I've been yeah. much more liver yeah. around too long. Like it cleans, it does so much for your body, um, that you don't even know. And it will, it will take on roles of other organs. Um, if other things are failing. So the liver is like your, your super organ. It's always doing things. It's like the busiest airport, you know, in the world. And it's like, and we have it, then we have it under construction and we want it to clean, do cleanses. And it's like, oh my gosh, the poor yeah. liver. Like besides the brain and the heart, I think the liver is like, it's always going. It never gets a break, you know? No. So you're throwing my dad telling me that. And making a mess. <laughs> yeah. Right. My dad telling me, Hey, you know, you want your liver to have a break sometimes. I was like, the guy's like, what are you talking? Now I'm like doing a podcast saying that he's probably going to listen and laugh and go, ah, 26 years ago, I told you that, right? So, oh, your dad would be so proud. Isn't it funny how we kind of turn into our parents? <laughs> scary. Yeah, you know, like it's like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what he meant about you'll get to sleep. Your liver will be happy. I remember him telling me that once. Going, All right, whatever. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. yeah, let's wrap up with this conversation by just circling back to the beginning of like, you know, who would need a green day? You know, let, let's, let's go back over those, those symptoms. Sure. Um, they might be seeing something on a client who needs us. So again, someone who a can come in with, uh, acne issues, skin issues, and they're chronic. They're not like, yeah, they're here the odd time, but they're chronically there for a big part of their life. Um, they're someone that will need that day, which, uh, supports liver. That's where supporting the liver is great. Cause a lot of having a liver day is also going to help with heavy metals, cleaning it out, which helps skin, right? Um, people that cycle period issues. So females that are like, ah, oh, this is like debilitating for me. Again, their liver is just inflamed. It's on fire and it just needs time to like be cooled down. A lot of our green day foods are cooling foods, we say in Qigong or Chinese medicine. So 
you know, they're going to calm the liver down and then the liver can look around and go, oh, there's a sock on the floor. Someone spilled coffee. Let me clean a little bit, you know, which is what we want. Um, and then lastly, when we look at uh, liver, it's also the bowels, just giving the bowels a break. I haven't constipated or had bowel issues uh, forever. I don't always give this to someone that's had diarrhea. I usually give it to someone that's been chronically constipated um, on and off or just feels like I'm never empty. doesn't matter if I go. It's like I could go 10 times more, but I just can't go. And ranging five, six plus years, not just a couple months. And that's a great time because now, again, it's giving traffic, but you're having less traffic. And that's the bowels can catch up and do repair and fix and clean a little bit and get stuff out. So those are our three people. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, even for myself as well, sometimes my body will just feel sluggish. Um, that could be lymph, liver not working properly, uh, those aches and pains, um, just of, the, of those toxins that are built up, just giving your liver a break. Um, yeah, it, it needs it. It's yeah. It. yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Thank you for those who've listened in on this episode and Ken and I will catch you on another one. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode today. Let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. We'll see you next time.